Welcome to the Inclusive Research with Pearl podcast. My name is Leslie Sikapa and I will be your host today. In today's episode, we will be joined by Dr. Luis Bibe and Mr. Chik Sama to talk about disability inclusive development. We will explore what it means, look at the different ways in which it is portrayed or seen in research, explore the role of people with and without disabilities, and also talk about why it is important to take a disability inclusive development approach in our work. Before we dive into today's episode, I'd like to remind our listeners that the full transcript of this conversation is available in the show notes linked below. Without further ado, let's get into it. So hello, Dr. Luis Bibe. Hello, Mr. Samachik. And thank you so much for being here with us today to talk about disability inclusive development. But before we dive into the topic, I would like to give each of you the opportunity to briefly introduce yourselves. Thank you so much, Leslie, for inviting me. I am Luis Bibe. I am a lecturer at the University of Bamenda, Cameroon. I am one of the PEL coordinators. PEL is the Partnership for Inclusive Research and Learning. Thank you. My name is Chik Sama. I, I am someone with a visual impairment and I am the coordinator of the coordinating unit of associations of persons with disabilities, which is um, a network of all organizations of persons with disabilities in the Northwest region of Cameroon. I am right now in Bamenda and glad to be part of this. Thank you so much. I'm also very happy that you're here today. Thanks a lot for the introductions. So now I think it's a good time to dive into the topic for today's conversation. And just as a very broad introduction, I would like to invite each of you to basically share what this concept or this idea of disability inclusive development means? Okay, thank you for the question. Uh, Disability inclusive development, uh, as I can say, is ensuring that all development stages and uh, processes are accessible to persons with disabilities and that they are inclusive. We are coming from a background where development has been done at different stages without considering the perspective of persons with disabilities or without including them in the process. So DID is coming up to say there is need that development processes and stages should involve persons with disabilities in the different processes. Uh, that is the little I can say for now. Maybe someone can add. Thank you, Doctor. I think you said it all, but maybe I come from another perspective to say that uh, some time ago, persons with disabilities stood up to say, uh, or to use the slogan, nothing for us without us. And that meant every discussion around disability issues should really involve persons with disabilities. But I. I, I, I wish to see here that the most recent discourse is about nothing without us. So nothing without persons with disabilities. And this gives a clear meaning of what 
disability inclusive development is all about. So it's about development, considering persons with disabilities as a part of the community. And so their own ideas, their own contributions need to be taken into consideration. So disability and inclusive development simply says that in the angle of development, look at people with disabilities as one stakeholder who will make the contribution and make the development more, more useful to every individual in that community. Thank you so much for uh, sharing your perspective or thought on what disability inclusive development is. And indeed, nothing for us without us, um, as you said, or simply nothing without us. And both of you spoke a lot about development processes, not including or should be including people living with disabilities. And now, as most of us know, for any development initiative to happen, there's often this discourse around the importance of evidence, you know, evidence-based, and that's where research comes in. So in this area of research as a development process on its own, what does disability-inclusive development looks like in research? Like, how is that? How do you see it um, happen in research? How should it be in research? And I would like to invite Mr. Samachik to share his experience first. Thank you, Leslie. You know, just like you said, research is one area that informs development and research brings evidence of some past experience, probably in one environment over another. And disability inclusive development, and if we come from the angle of research, says that we should do research with persons with disabilities, for persons with disabilities, and by the persons with disabilities themselves. It, it's going to be a very good practice, which is, I must salute the efforts that the Partnership for Inclusive Research and Learning is doing, ensuring that persons with disabilities are part of every process. It may not be very perfect, but it, it, it's going to be very rewarding that the ideas or the contributions of persons with disabilities are considered in looking at accessibility in the research, at information gathering in the research, in looking at those specific things that uh, meet the needs of persons with disabilities. And so research becomes very practical when those to whom and for whom the research is going to help are involved in the exercise in itself and is going to inform a lot of good practice and it's going to be useful even to the people because when they take part or when their peers know that persons with disabilities themselves were part of the exercise, they turn to value the results and to value the resources that come out from this research exercise. So if we turn it the other way around, disability inclusive research is really the way to go for development to be well-informed and sustainable. Thank you. Uh, someone has mentioned and has elaborated on, on what disability inclusive research should be. You know, before we have been doing community research for those in the community without including them. And even when we want to include them, previously it has been 
to make sure that they are responded so that we will be thinking that we are taking their perspective. It was good, but not perfect. Because once we involve them in the processes, you remember when we were talking about defining disability uh, DID. So with disability inclusive research, we include persons with disabilities in the different processes, beginning from conception. What is the research all about? And how, what are the different processes? How will data be collected? and how will it be analyzed? So when we involve them in the different processes, we have discovered that it becomes more fruitful than just doing it for them and thinking, thinking in their position. But when we include them through the thinking process right to dissemination of the findings, we will understand that there are different ways and better ways that this research can be done and disseminated rather than us thinking alone. And we experience has shown that when we researchers sit and think the processes without involving community members, without involving persons with disabilities themselves, we'll discover that at the end, we could take a very lengthy and very expensive process, which will yield no fruit, whose results will not be even be accepted by the community. But when the community sees that they themselves, they are part of the process, they will finally buy the process at the end and research will be more fruitful to the community than when we just do it on our own. Indeed, indeed. Thank you so much for sharing that. And from what I hear, it's very much um, like including people with disabilities, not just as the participants, but also as the researchers, the people collecting the data, the people analyzing the data. And also um, both of you have really highlighted this notion of um, including from the start, but also including in every single step rather than just uh, choosing at what stage to include people with disabilities. Um, that's really great. Thank you so much. And I did want to follow up on something that Mr. Sama briefly mentioned. And it was, and I think it's mostly just to clarify something for the people who will be listening to this. Why sharing what um, DID looks like in research? There was this huge focus on making sure it meets the need for people with disabilities. Just as a clarification, does that mean that? DID research has to be only research that is focused on addressing the needs of people with disabilities? Well, thank you so much. Um, well, I, it's, it's not all about disability inclusive research doesn't mean everything the scores must focus directly uh, only to issues concerning persons with disabilities. But it says that whenever the processes are carefully thought of involving persons with disabilities, uh, their needs will be met in the sense that you think about accessibility issues within the research process. So you may even be talking about research in agriculture, we may be discussing research in transportation, research in whatever topic, which is a developmental project uh, topic, but it says that when the processes include persons with disabilities, then it goes a long way to meet the needs of persons with disabilities in terms of the research process, but also considers the needs of 
persons with disabilities at the end result. So even if it is agriculture, persons with disabilities are members of the agri family and so their needs also need to be considered. If you're talking about transportation, people with disabilities use the transport system and so we need to look at that. But that is not seen when someone with a disability or someone who has a disability focused eye uh, 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 will not see this. But when you get involved, the persons with disabilities themselves, they highlight. Remember, disability is a cross-cutting issue. Maybe I remind, remind our listeners that a billion and above of the total world's population is made up of persons with disabilities. And so there's no way we can do any good practice in any developmental issue without considering persons with disabilities and their specific needs. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, adding that clarification or providing more context to that. And indeed, is the idea is very much about uh, including in like in like in every processes in as much as we may not think from the start that this is relevant to people with disabilities as you said there is a huge population of people with disabilities and they also need to um, use transportation services they're also part of the um, um, agricultural sector and any initiative any uh, processes that is made should also take into account what would that um, look like? What would, how will this be experienced by the person with disability? And from what I'm hearing, the way to go about that, to make sure that um, people with disabilities are able to, um, I guess, benefit from any um, initiative, any process is to make sure that they're included in the process while it's being designed. So I would want to move on and I noticed um, as part of the conversation, and I guess also from knowing uh, the both of you, when Dr. Lewis is talking about DID, you use the word them, right? And I'm guessing it comes from you not being a person with disability versus when Mr. Samachik uh, is talking about it, he uses the word us um, as someone who identify as a person living with disability. So I'd like to know when thinking of engaging in DID research, what is the role of people without disabilities and what is the role of people with disabilities? That's a tricky one. And one of the things that we even avoid is the issue of them and the issue of us. So when, we, when, when these words crop up, they are, they are natural and the, the, the tendency is for us as community workers to use such terminology as PHX only when we want to precise certain things and to know that every human being is the same, despite the different uh, difficulties that different people can face at different times, the different impairments that we can have. There is one uniting factor, which is the fact that we are all, we are all humans. So in, the, in this process, there are people who do not identify as persons with disabilities. And to make sure that we are, we are all on the same plate, there are, there are things that persons without disabilities should do to make sure that the, 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 the processes are inclusive. In fact, they have to be intentional. I mean, people without disabilities must be intentional because if they are not intentional, uh, then the process, things will not move because somebody will say, after all, I'm okay with 
with it. I, I don't even need what this to be accessible. I can do it. And when you think inclusive, you will know that you are not alone. Even within the community of people who think that there are people without disabilities, there are still different challenges that we need to consider. So it's, it's, it's the rule of persons without disability to be intentional about inclusion, to actually decide. Because if, if you don't decide intentionally, you are going to make sure processes are inclusive, then they will not be. So we need to continue to encourage and to sensitize those without disabilities to be intentional about inclusion. It cannot come naturally because the natural way for persons without disabilities is to just do their thing with the conception that it's, it's everybody will have the same capabilities like, like, like them. But now for inclusion to take place, there is need to, for us to be very, very intentional. Thank you, doctor, for, for throwing that light. Just to add that their roles are just as equal as whatever assignment is placed in front of them in whatever research committee or research program or research department. You know, in usual cases, it's easier to answer this question by saying that the person with disability is playing the role of uh, giving advice on how to treat persons with disabilities or how to handle persons with disabilities. And especially in the context of uh, uh, low-income countries or underdeveloped countries where I am talking from or we are talking from, you will realize that such research teams will mostly be led by people or persons without disabilities for, for reasons that are obvious, that we, we don't have too many persons with disabilities who have reached a certain educational level, but also that um, assistive technologies are never just very available in the community, so it makes it difficult. But it's also look good for, for everyone to look at it from the, from the broadest perspective to say that uh, the teams uh, uh, giving a research opportunity for someone to lead may be on two ways. Maybe a person with disability may be a person without disability. And so the role of the person with disability may not just be looking at persons with disabilities within the research, but actually leading a research team, whatever the topic is. And so everybody is in the team, first of all, as a researcher. That's the first thing. Secondly, just like doctor said at one point in time, everybody has challenges in one way or the other. And so each other, one person is looking at different challenges, the other looks at it, considering disability, considering language, considering different types of things. What about even age groupings? What about gender issues? All of those are challenges that need to be handled. But once we are intentional, I like the word Doc use, uses about intentional. Once we are intentional of being disability inclusive, it means that whether it is the person with disability that leads or he is the assistant or he participates in one way or the other, he is considered, his contribution is considered like a research member or member of the research team and not because he is a person with disability. And so the rules, are just as equal as defined in the team where they belong. Thank you so much. And I have to say, I really like this term, being intentional about uh, inclusion, giving space for people with disabilities to be 
to be much more than just advisors, but also make space for them to be leaders um, as members of the research team is very much really falls under that um, idea of being intentional. And just to quickly round up, I just wanted to invite both of you to share final takeaway in terms of why should people care? Why should people pay attention to this idea of disability inclusive development? Thank you, Leslie. I just want to remind our audience that the disability population of the world forms the biggest minority. And if every time we talk about protecting the rights of our minority population, then the number one population to protect is the population of persons with disabilities. And so there is no way we can live or carry out activities in the world with persons who form way very close to 20% of the total world's population and ignoring them. I, 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 I dare say that it's just the right way to go. It is the best way to go, it's good practice and this will inform a lot of useful things out there if we go by disability inclusive research. It will avoid wastes, it will make things much more cost effective. It will be useful for everyone. As we see, universal designs are good for everyone and not only persons with disabilities. Thank you. Thank you for this discussion, Leslie. As a researcher, I'm saying that research is only uh, research can only be practical, can only be useful if it meets the needs of the community. Once we do research that is going to remain in the shelves, that is not practical, that is not going to help the community in any way, then we are not doing anything. So disability inclusive research is the way forward. It is the way forward because it involves everyone, includes persons with disabilities and every other community member in in such interesting ways that we cannot imagine. So the, this is the way to go for research of in any domain of research that we should include persons with disabilities, we should include community perspectives so that the research findings will be useful to the community and it will improve the world in which we live. But if we keep that aside, then we will be, we'll be dancing in the same spot and we will not have changed anything through the research because we'll be keeping, as Mr. Sama said, a good chunk of the population aside, which therefore will not be universal. Being intentional about including people with disabilities. Inclusion from the start and in every step of the way for more efficient and impactful research. Nothing for us without us, or better again, nothing without us are definitely some of my key takeaways from today's conversation. Thank you once more, Mr. Chik Sama and Dr. Luis Mbibe for sharing your insights. And thank you to everyone listening to today's episode. What are some of your key takeaways from this conversation on disability inclusive development? Please be sure to check out our show notes for transcripts, biographies, and other resources and remember to follow and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platforms. If you have any questions or would like to join the Pearl Network to stay up to date with our work, feel free to reach out to us through our email address, pearl, P-I-R-L, at utoronto.com. 
www.ca. Take care and bye for now.